0: you're listening to the conservative mike so listen to this listen to this okay listen we have some bad hombres here welcome to the conservative mike i'm mike franzone And today we want to speak about socialism. The truth about socialism, what's so great about socialism. I even had a name um, here titled 100 Years, 100 Million Dead. Now there's been a Gallup poll that was out. Uh, This is actually 2018, but but the last couple, three years, they've been running pretty much the same. Young Americans, 18 to 29, they asked them about socialism versus capitalism. 51% of the young people are positive about socialism. Now, since Obama was president, it has increased and, and pretty much stayed the same. Now, 45% viewed capitalism in a positive light. All surveys for the last two to three years stay say pretty much the same thing. And why? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. Obviously, the lack of teaching about it in America, a lack of teaching about American exceptionalism, re- the revisionist history education system is broke in many areas of the country. I don't think they want to teach socialism or don't even they want to promote it but they don't even understand it. The media is run by leftists who have infiltrated over the years and we've got a whole bunch of low IQ politicians who crave power more than anything else but don't forget Hollywood. Dopey stupid Hollywood. Now, the progressive education in our school system has decried capitalism and praised socialism for many years now. The radical left has been calling the shots in our schools and in our children's curriculum. And this perversion of our system started actually in the 1930s under the tutelage of the famous John Dewey. He picked up speed, or hit has picked up speed, hasn't it? The progressive people have sparked and fanned the flames. 90% of the major media of the Hollywood left and pretty much one political party, i.e. the Democratic Party, have pushed these uh, uh, principles and these beliefs. So how does a dictionary define socialism? I think the dictionary is a little bit deceptive when you actually look at how it's walked out in real life, in history. But I'll, I'll read you a couple of definitions. How's that? Here's number one. Any various economic and political theory advocating collective or government ownership and administration of the means of production and distribution of the goods. That sounds pretty mundane, doesn't it? Until you start thinking about it. Here's another definition. A system or condition of society in which the means of production are owned and controlled by the state. Now, all of these capture a part of what socialism is. But the reality is different. Because it actually operates in a, in a, in a worse way. And those who propose this are very deceptive when explaining this to the American people. But now we see that they're coming out of the closet, right? Uh, the Green New Deal, which is free health care, free education, pay for those who are unwilling to work, free money for this, free money for that, attack the rich, tax the rich, phase out all airplane travel, good luck with that, make every building in the U.S. environmentally safe, which will cost billions and billions of dollars, if not trillions, even bow cow flatulence. I saw an ad the other day, my farts, my choice. It was an ad for cows. Net zero greenhouse gas, that was their goal in 10 years, which would cost every American household about $600,000 a piece per family. I call it insanity, stupid, ridiculous. It's a first-grader's term paper. What they don't tell you is that the only ones... With the airplanes, the only ones with the money and the only ones eating hamburgers will be the socialist elites. And this is the big lie, that socialism is not a movement of the downtrodden masses. It's a power grab from the economic and political elite. Because in reality, it is not a share the wealth program, yet they propagate that all the time on TV, don't they? share the wealth. Many rich elites who actually made their money with capitalism praise socialism. Why? Because it's a method of of consolidating and controlling wealth and power. Now the end result is always communism. Socialism is the bait. And the left wants you to get rid of this republic. And one big step they're wanting to take, desperately wanting to take, is get rid of the electoral college and get to a pure democracy. Uh, You know, an up and down vote. Well, my friends, a pure democracy has never worked in history. Our founding fathers studied the Greeks and the Romans and others and understood that. The great experiment was republicanism, a representative form of government. America is a republic. Pure democracies always lead to chaos, chaos leads to dictatorship and tyrants, and dictatorship leads to communism-slash-socialism. Now one great example is Venezuela. You had a country, one of the richest countries in the world, is now one of the poorest countries and in chaos. Millions have fled the country amid mass starvation and violence after all the destructive policies of socialism were enacted. And the, the government gradually seized the pro, uh, the private industries and then ran the country into the ground. Now another one you can look at is Cuba. Cuba had the number one sugar industry until Castro took over and he ran that into the ground. But let's continue with Venezuela. Hugo Rafael Chavez Frias, who began the destruction in 1999, he told the Venezuelan Congress this, The Constitution, and with it the ill-fated political system to which it gave birth 40 years ago, has to die. It is going to die, sirs, accept it. Well, he succeeded, didn't he? He rewrote the Constitution by which, uh, uh, by the way of... uh, claiming new rights for the people right free government run health care that was in the new constitution free college social justice tax the rich doesn't that sound familiar almost every and I believe every Democratic uh, uh, person running for the the uh, for the Democratic p- platform to hopefully be president someday every Democrat pretty much has said the same, Thing. free government run healthcare, free college, social justice, tax the rich we're going to give you money, everything's going to be free they haven't told you how they're going to pay for it now in Venezuela they had a popular vote Chavez had the constitution changed it passed with a vote of 72% that free stuff really tempted them didn't it He gradually took control of the courts, just like Franklin Roosevelt tried to do. He packed the courts. He added 12 new justices that he personally picked out. And, well, now Nicolas Maduro took over, the current president of Venezuela, and he just doubled down. And you know, the once rich and beautiful country is still a mess. It's a place where you can't even buy toilet paper. You gotta cross the border into Colombia to get toilet paper. It was the English historian, the Lord Acton, who wrote this. Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. But understand this about the socialist. To the socialist, the end justifies the means. Let me explain that. To lie, to cheat, to steal, and sometimes kill, all in the name of achieving socialist ends is permissible. Socialism must first destroy its enemies. And one of the greatest deceptions uh, it uses is the word democracy. Bernie Sanders and a large number of Democratic politicians called themselves Democratic Socialists. All this began in the early 1900s. It actually, maybe before that. But there was this ideological war in the early 1900s, and the word democracy became one of the casualties. So here today in our schools, we've misinterpreted out of ignorance, and I believe many times on purpose, they've taught our students that America is a democracy. Now, that's not the word to describe a constitutional republic. Democracy, or democratic socialism, is a term Lenin and Stalin used themselves. Think about the Nazis party. Right-wingers? Uh-uh. Nazis is the Nationalist Socialist Party. That's what it means. Now, All through Europe, they're using the same phrase. The democratic socialists, the media, the politicians, the educators have all created this subtle change in people's mindset, in America's mindset. And in our early history, there were those who tried to push the word democracy to describe the U.S. But that actually was an attack on the constitutional structure of our government and the basic rights it was designed to protect. Now, for, for just a brief moment, I want to look at a very brief history lesson. All right? Very simple. This was, this was my title. 100 Years of Communism, 100 years, 100 Million Dead. 100 Years of Socialism, 100 Million Dead. If you go back and look at the Bolshevik Plague there at the end of World War I that began in Russia... That was one of the greatest tragedies in human history. And from the Soviet Union, it spread to Eastern Europe and eventually China, Cuba, North Korea, Vietnam, Cambodia, um, boy, Venezuela. I mean, I can go on and on and on. What we find here in the history of socialism, that it does not work and almost always leads to violence. And here's another myth. The myth is that Norway, Sweden, and some of those countries are pure socialist countries in Europe. And they will tell you that they're not. Yes, they have government-run healthcare, but they're little tiny countries compared to the 330 million that are here in America. Small countries. They use capitalist ideas. I think you go go on YouTube, find John Stossel's um, video on this. It will really wake you up. So both socialism and communism require a commitment to the use of force. Because all socialist programs are mandatory. If you're going to take a guy's money, you better be committed toward using force. Think of the Obamacare mandate. If you don't get health care, we will penalize you. We will tax you. And every year it gets worse. A violation of the Constitution. A violation of the Bill of Rights. Just look at the death breakdown of 100 years of socialism. 40 to 70 million killed China under Mao. 20 million killed USSR under Stalin. 40 million killed USSR under other leaders, other Russian leaders. 4 million killed under Pol Pot's Cambodia. 1.6 million murdered. 4 million killed in hard labor camps in North Korea. 1.15 million killed in Yugoslavia under Tito. 1 million killed in Ethiopia under the communist leader. They called it, that was in the 1970s, they called it the Red Terror. 1 million killed in Indonesia under Suharto, the communist. 1 million killed from genocide when the Russians uh, tried to take over Afghanistan. That was from 1979 to 1981. 800,000 killed in Rwanda under the socialists there. Hitler, and this is the directly affected uh, by socialists, right? Now there are 40 45 million killed in, in the war with casualties, you know, soldiers and civilians all put together. But 18 to 21 million killed by Hitler himself, Jews, poles, gypsies, homosexuals, Soviet prisoners. You see, to them, the end justifies the means. Now, I'm going to conclude with this. In the Communist Manifesto, let me say it again, say it right. (laughs) In the Communist Manifesto, there are three things that must be accomplished in order to achieve a socialist dictatorship. It sounds like the Democratic Party platform. Number one, the Elimination of the Right to Private Property. Stalin, Mao, Hitler, what did they do? They took property away from people, but they had to take the guns away first. You see that here. In order to get property, you got to take the right for people to protect themselves. And that's why there's so much talk on the Democratic Party about taking away your guns. Well' that's a, that'll be another podcast sometime. Number two, the dissolution of the family unit, this push for government-run health care, put your kid when they're born in a government-run daycare, we'll teach them and we'll train them. You will see that abortion and killing the babies that you know after they're, after they're born, and all of that mindset. Is breaking down the family. These are the things that are breaking down the family. To run a socialist uh, government, you've got to uh, again break down the family, corrupt the family, get rid of the family, because the government will be your family. Elizabeth Warren. I mean, I could go on and on and, and give you a list of people who are pushing pushing these things. Number three, the destruction of religion. Marx called religion the opiate of the people. Now there's a famous book called The Brothers Karamazov. Hey, I said it right. Written by Fyodor Dostoevsky, and I said that right. And he had a famous quote in the book. Let me read it to you. I'm going to read it two or three times. If God does not exist, everything is permitted. If God does not exist, Everything is permitted. If God does not exist, everything is permitted. In the Democratic National Convention a few years ago, they voted God out of the party platform. They voted to kill babies outside the womb and voted God out of the platform. My friend, if God does not exist, then everything is permitted. There's an old expression. Socialism breeds mediocrity. Capitalism breeds exceptionalism. Well, I say that socialism breeds more than just mediocrity. It breeds violence, evil, slavery, tyranny, and even death. America's youngest generation, they're ignorant of the crimes of socialism and communism. They're not being taught that in school. Stupid politicians are not willing to tell the truth. The media continues to lie. And if we want to put this ideology on the ash heap of history, we, was, we must warn a new generation. I think we have a mandate and a responsibility to tell the truth. I think of one verse, First Corinthians 14. 8. I'm going to leave you with this verse, alright? If the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 8. My friend, we need to sound the alarm loud and clear.